Hey, everybody, welcome to another edition of Brad Total Ministries podcasts, whether it be video or audio. I am excited about doing this today. I changed my uh, positioning a little bit, my scenery behind me. I wanted to uh, kind of just talk about today what I have in more of, I don't want to say an informal sense, but I, I want to, I guess this is my how I feel the best way for me sometimes to do like a Bible study type of approach from what I have, uh, not so much just trying to preach a sermon, but I'm going to talk about something today. I've talked about this before, and I've done several sermons on it before, but today I'm going to do it again because, you know, it's interesting. I, I just got back in town from a successful ministry trip out of town in Washington Courthouse, Ohio, with our friends there at Spirit of Life Church, Spirit of Truth Church. And uh, I came back with a little uh, ailment. And you know, it wasn't COVID or anything like that, but just a little physical thing, nagging thing going on. And um, it just hit me again about, you know, I started to press in and pray about it and pray for healing in it. And then I, you know, sometimes it takes things to kind of wake us up again and get us into the proper mindset. And the proper mindset for me in the middle of this is to have a mindset of the fact that God heals, that God can heal me, God can take this away. Again, it's nothing major. It's just something nagging uh, with me. And, and so it got me praying again, healing scriptures, and uh, just believing that God can uh, take care of this as he can take care of whatever you're dealing with, because um, we all go through physical situations. So if I hope this today can be a just a study of the topic of healing and that it can be a blessing to you if you're going through something, because we all go through physical problems. Maybe you could pass this on to somebody else who is going through some kind of a physical situation. Uh, we've had a friend who had a really bad stroke. And, uh, you know, we believe the power of prayer bought, has brought him to where he is in his recovery. We understand that uh, doctors help, obviously. You know, we appreciate doctors and the, and, the, and the abilities that they have. But we also believe greatly in the power of prayer and the power of healing through prayer and praying God's healing scriptures. And, you know, in praying for him, he has seen a great recovery. You know, I always go back to my daughter's story being born with spinal meningitis and the doctors declared her truly sick and intensive care for a while and on and on. And then I just got sick of that. And I just really started praying for God to heal her. And lo and behold, it wasn't long after that, that I really grabbed a hold of it and really started to press into prayer that they reported to me, we don't know this whole thing that was in, that we knew was in there. It's gone now, and you, you can literally take her home. So I saw a literally doctor-documented bona fide healing with her, and uh, he removed that diagnosed disease uh, that doctor said was there. Listen, I, I don't want to, I always want to go on the report of the Lord. So I know doctors, when we go to a doctor and we visit them and for particular things we have, and they give us their diagnosis and they give us their report, I get that. That's truth. But I, allow, I want to allow my faith to rise, and I want to believe the report of the Lord. And the Lord tells me that I can be healed and that he wants to heal me. So that's, what, that's the report that I hold on to, and that's how I then begin to press into prayer for healing. So I'm simply going to call this today, God Still Heals. And 
I, I want to answer those questions again, and I and I hope that you enjoy this again, even though I've dealt with it before, but in a, I'll come from a little different angles. But I wanted to deal with those questions that people has. Is it still the will? Of, is it still the will of God to heal today? God healed in the past. Um, will He heal all people who are in need of healing? Does God? Can we believe the scriptures in the sense that God is a healer, and then call on God to heal our bodies? And then can we see God heal us? And that's what we're going to talk about. Um, I've realized that the greatest barrier to faith of many people who are seeking healing today is the uncertainty in their minds that God does still heal today. And we can't have uncertainty about it. So I hope I'm going to answer that. I hope I'm going to bring you to a place of concrete faith in the fact that uh, that you're certain that you know that God can heal you. We want to move you, remove you out of uncertainty and put you into the realm of you are certain about it, that you can, that God can heal you of this. And nearly everyone knows that God heals some, but there is much that's taught in modern theology that prevents people from knowing what the Bible clearly teaches, that God's healing is provided for all. God's healing is provided for all. And it's impossible, understand, it's impossible to boldly claim by faith a blessing which we are not sure God offers. It's, it's impossible to boldly claim by faith a blessing which we are not sure God offers because the blessings of God can only be claimed where the will of God is known, trusted, and acted upon. We've got to know in our knower that God can heal. And not only God can heal, God will heal. Exodus 23, verses 25 through 26. You might want to write some of these down. You don't have to just put down chapter verse so you got it and you can go back to it. Exodus 23, 25 through 6 says, I will take sickness away from you. The number of your days I will fulfill. Exodus 15, 26, he said to his children, the children of Israel, I am the Lord who heals you. I am the Lord. That's where we get the name Jehovah Rapha. He is our healer. Listen, he's their healer. He's my healer. He's your healer. And if he healed in the past, he's going to, he's able to and quite capable of healing us today. Um, until, but until we're fully convinced that God wants us to be well, there's always going to be doubt um, in our mind as to whether or not we will be healed. So we got to get that doubt out. And we got to fill it with faith and certainty in the promises of God. Again, as long as there is doubt, there can't be perfect faith. It cannot exist. And until faith is truly exercised, without doubt or wavering, you may never be healed. Hebrews 11.6 says about faith. Now, without faith, it's impossible to please him. For they that come to God must believe that he is, that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. James 1, this is a really good one on this. James 1, 6 through 7 says, But let them ask in faith, nothing wavering. So when you're asking God for something in faith, and we're talking about this being in the realm of healing, nothing wavering for they that waver. Now it's going to describe those who actually have doubt and who waver in their, does he heal? Doesn't he heal? I'm not certain. Does he? It says, for they that waver are like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. You ever been to the ocean? Back and forth and back and forth. That's not the way you want to be 
as a man or woman of God that your faith in what God can do is back and forth and back and forth. I don't know. Yes, no, yes, no. You got to be certain, especially in this realm of healing, that God can, in, or provision that God can provide and God can heal you. It goes on to say, for let not those who waver think they shall receive anything of the Lord. And that's the vital importance of us not um, having uncertainty in our minds when it comes to this topic of healing. And if you heard nothing else but that, that should be a blessing to you and should wake you to the fact of not only is God a healer, but you need to believe that God is a healer. There's, again, for let not those who waver think they shall receive anything of the Lord. We need to be perfectly and fully convinced that sickness provides the ground on which perfect faith can act. Listen, God announced himself to be the healer of his people. We read that a little bit earlier with these words, I am the Lord who heals you. Again, Exodus 15, 26. He spoke these words to about 3 million people. If you want to look that up, you'll find it in Exodus 12, verse 37. Every one of them believed God's words were true. I said every one of them believed God's words were true. Every one of them believed God's word were true. And then we're told that uh, the result was every one of them who needed healing was made perfectly whole. Every one of them who needed healing was made perfectly whole because every one of them believed God's words were true. We're told he, God, brought them forth and there was not one feeble person among their tribes. That's in Psalms 105, 37. He, God, brought them forth and there was not one feeble person among their tribes. Can you imagine three million people well and strong? Not one feeble, not one weak, not one sick. Because God, if you... Listen, I know there's all these different uh, concepts of healing or theological positions on this. And, you know, and uh, my, my position on this is that I've seen him do this. I've seen bona fide healings. Again, if I only use my daughter... That healing alone showed me that God still heals today. And he heals things that are desperately needed, that are bad going on in us, God can heal. And because of that, I don't, I, I like to think I don't doubt, and I believe God can do this, but it's not a matter of, I don't get caught up in all the, listen, if, if the Bible tells me God's a healer, then I know God's a healer. I, I don't want to be someone to try to talk me out of that, to believe that God can heal me. And uh, I want to be someone that, yes, I want sound doctrine in my life, but I want to understand that God has the supernatural ability to do today what he has done at, at any other time in the history of the world. Amen? It, it, so if he healed three million people, if that was true in Israel under the law, it's so much more for you who have been redeemed by the blood of God's Lamb and are living under grace, mercy, and truth. So let this become a settled truth in you that you know as well as you know two plus two are four, healing is for you and that all may be healed. We have to have that assurance in us, that Let's go back to that word, that word certainty in us. Listen, if we want to know, think about this. If we want to know um, what's in a person's will, what do we got to do? We have to read the will. If you want to know God's will on any subject, we read his will. 
Suppose somebody said, my husband who was very rich has passed away. I wish I knew whether he left me anything in his will. I would say, why don't you read his will and find out? So testament means a person's will. So the Bible contains God's last will and testament in which he bequeaths to us all of the blessings of redemption. Since it's his last will and testament, anything later is a forgery. In other words, we know if God said it, then it is true. Along with that whole aspect when he was on the cross, you know, it says he bore our sicknesses on his body. So that's another thing that shows me that God cared about if he dealt with our sin, obviously, but he also dealt with our sicknesses, giving us a way to come to him and say, hey, heal me, Lord, and that he will in faith, by faith, with certainty in our minds, that God can heal us. Um, Jesus is not only the, um, the testator of the will, he's the mediator of the will. He's our advocate. And he will not beat us out of our inheritance as some earthly advocates do. He is our representative at the right hand of God. And there's no better way to know the will of God than by reading the Gospels, which record the teachings and the works of Christ. And all through the Gospels, Jesus healed, Jesus healed, Jesus healed. He was the physical expression of the Father's will. His life was both a revelation and a manifestation of the unchanging love and will of God. Let me say it again. Jesus was the physical expression of the Father's will. He acted out the will of God for us. So if he sent Christ and you read in the Gospels that Jesus went about healing everybody, you know, healing all different manners of diseases and people and things that were going on. He, he was doing the Father's will. So why wouldn't it be God's will to heal us? We have this phrase, and some I would call it a faith-destroying phase. I, I understand why people say it, but when Jesus laid hands on every one of the people that he, and blessed them, he, or in, when he laid hands on them to be healed, he healed them. They were healed. When he was doing this, he was revealing and doing the will of God for all people. Hebrews 10.7 says, Lo, I come to do your will, O God. John 6.38, he said, I come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. So apparently somewhere in here, the will of God is that people can come to him for healing. Right? I mean, so that's where we got to start building this certainty in our minds that we know that God can do this. Everything Jesus did for needy humanity during his earthly ministry was a direct revelation of the perfect will of God for the human race. Uh, a great book on healing that I read uh, by F.F. Bosworth called Christ the Healer, he wrote this. Perhaps no one could be more conservative than the scholars of the Episcopalian Church. Yet, the commission appointed to study the subject of spiritual healing for the body after three years of study and research in both the Bible and in history, reported back to the church. The healing of Jesus was done as a revelation of God's will for humanity. Because they discovered that his will is fully revealed, they reported further, no longer can the church pray for the sick with that faith-destroying phase if it be your will. He went on to say, 
The message taught in the Gospels is one of complete healing for spirit and body. For all who come to him, many today say, I believe in healing, but I do not believe it is for everyone. If it is not for everyone, then how could we ever pray the prayer of faith? We have to be certain in our minds that healing is for us, that God's will, God wants to heal us. Not all, I understand the thing about if it be God's will, and I, but the thing about it is, isn't it, though, isn't it what we saw? Isn't it, isn't it God's will to heal? And so I'm going to pray, you know, not if, I'm going to pray, God, I declare, I believe in Jesus' name by, you know, according to what scripture says, that you are my healer and can heal me right now. And I speak that over my life right now. This thing is healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, among all those on that thing of if it be your will, among all those who sought healing from Christ in his earthly ministry, um, there's only one. I said there's only one who prayed for healing with the words, if it be your will. This guy was an outcast leper. We see that in Mark 140. And he didn't know what Christ's will was in healing. The first thing Christ did was to correct this uncertainty by assuring him, I will. It is no longer if it be your will, you need to believe that it is God's will. This is not some out there abstract thing. You need to believe that it is God's will. The leper said, if you will, you can. Jesus answered, I will. Let that settle it forever in you and in me. God will heal the sick. If he wills to heal one, then he wills to heal all. Amen. James asks in James 5.14, is any sick among you? And he includes you if you are sick or whatever that is. Uh, you got a pulled muscle, you got a bad back, you got whatever it is. You got migraines. Um, there, there's, this, there's this thing in Numbers that talked about the brazen serpent. And, and of those who were bitten by fiery serpents, the Bible says that as many as look to the brazen serpent, you can look that up in Numbers 21.9, they lived. It says, even now, as many as look to Christ as Redeemer are saved and are healed. As many as look to Christ as Redeemer are saved and are healed. So when it comes to the benefits of Christ's redemptive work, all are on equal basis. The words whoever and whoever will are always used to invite the unconverted to be saved. We're talking about salvation. The words whoever and whoever will, they're always used to invite the unconverted to be saved. The words, as many as, everyone, all, and any are used to invite the sick to be healed. Many as, everyone, all, any are used to invite the sick to be healed. Are you getting what I'm trying to say yet? Both invitations are always universal and the results are always positively promised shall be saved, shall have life, shall recover, shall raise them up, heal them all, and as many as touched him were healed. A universal uh, invitation to salvation, and there's a universal invitation to come to God for healing in your body. Again, I think sometimes 
uh, theologically, we have gotten so or tried to get so far away from the flakiness of the spiritual gifts or the, the uh, signs and wonders things that God does. We've gotten so, we, because some people have been so flaky, a lot of TV people, preachers and stuff over the years and even now, some flaky stuff going on out there. Because of that, we try many, you know, I've seen people run. I actually did this one at one season of my life, ran the other direction so hard that I, I wasn't believing any of the miraculous for today. But that God changed all that and the Holy Spirit corrected me and got me back on track. My point is, is that some people run so far away from it, they're never going to have in their mind the certainty that God can heal them, nor are they going to ask God, or are they going to ask God with certainty in their life and faith because they, they've let all this other stuff take that away from them. You've got to get that back in you, and you've got to believe that God has a desire to heal you, that it is God's will to heal people. Otherwise, again, he wouldn't have sent Jesus to do his will and show us that there's healing power in Christ and in the Father. And we need to step it up and begin to pray for others in faith for their healing and pray for ourselves. Um, I wrote down here, sometimes parents show favoritism among their children, but God does not. When we meet the same conditions, we reap the same results. When we do our part, God is always faithful to do his part. And our part is coming to him in faith, in certainty in our hearts that God can heal me. So the benefits of redemption, salvation, the fact that he went to the cross, salvation, healing, if God healed all then, he still heals, that is, all that come to him for healing, who are standing, I believe, in faith, and who are certain in their minds that God can do it. Amen. I'm trying to get you to that point uh, of understanding that God desires people to be healed or why would he have shown that to us some people go well you know christ did it because he was he was showing who he was i get that he was god in the flesh and none of us are going to go around and pray for everybody and we're going to see the things that jesus did because we're not god but we can still believe in our hearts that god does heal god can heal me god can heal you and god can heal other people that i pray for because i'm seeing it in his word very clearly here Hebrews 13, 8 says, Jesus the Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Matthew 12, 15 said, Great multitudes followed him, and he healed them all. Matthew 14, 36, As many as touched him were made perfectly whole. I know that was Jesus. But there's this, um, again, I'll read some more. Luke 6, 19 says, The whole multitude sought to touch him, and he healed them all. Matthew 8, 16 and 17 says, when, e when the evening came, they brought to him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word, and he healed all that were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Woo! I mean, that right there is a solid foundation for you to get in your mind the certainty that God can heal you now in Jesus name he's still healing the sick in order to fill the prophet's words himself took our infirmities or our weaknesses and bore our sicknesses or that means our diseases listen always remember 
you are included in the hour, O-U-R, of Matthew 8, 17. He took our infirmities. He took our weaknesses. He took our diseases and sicknesses. That's you. You are included there. And God is bound by his covenant to continue to heal all who are sick and weak in order to fulfill Isaiah's words. I'm giving you some good concrete stuff, man. And I'm not being flaky about it. And I'm not uh, talking flaky. And I'm not preaching flaky. I'm not preaching like a preacher. I'm just trying to sit here and be real with you that you, that I want you. I'm only doing this because I want you I'm trying to get it down in me further, but I want you to understand that God can heal you or someone you're believing for for healing because people are sick and are in need of a touch from God. Psalms 89.34 in regards to covenant. He says, my covenant will I not break nor alter the thing that is gone out of my lips. Luke 4.14. He says, when the sun was setting, all they that had any sick with various diseases brought them to him. And he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. Healing was for everybody in those days. And Christ the healer has never changed. Somebody say he has never changed. Say it again. Jesus has never changed. Healing is for all and should be preached to all. Philip, look what he preached. Um, He preached Christ at Samaria. Let me read you this in the book of Acts. Love the book of Acts. You need to read the book of Acts. Amen. Acts 8, 6 through 8 says, And the people with one accord gave heed to those things which which Philip spoke, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them, and many with palsies, and that were lame, were healed, and there was great joy in that city. So Jesus proved to be exactly the same when Philip told the people about him. How about how about Peter? Peter preached Christ to the cripple, Acts three six, to the multitude, Acts five fourteen through sixteen, to Ananias, Acts nine thirty four. All were healed. Jesus was the same for Peter. Wherever and whenever Jesus Christ is proclaimed as our sacrifice for sin and sickness, physical healing, as well as spiritual salvation will result. Wherever and whenever Jesus is proclaimed as our sacrifice for sin and sickness, physical healing, as well as spiritual salvation will result. Be certain in your mind about that. Paul preached Christ. How about Acts 14, 8 through 10? Paul said, and there sat a certain man from Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who had never walked. The same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, stand upright on your feet, and he leaped and walked. Now, let me let me go back to that. Let me repeat that one line in there. Let me repeat the whole thing. So there is this man at Lystra. He is crippled from birth. He cannot walk. He, he had never walked, it says. That guy heard Paul speak. 
Paul was was stead, was looking at him and perceived in this guy that he had the faith to be healed. It says it right here in the scripture verses. And so he said with a loud voice, stand up on your stand upright on your feet and he leaped and he walked. There's a key to this that we need to have the faith that we can be healed. Amen. We need to have the faith that we can be healed. Paul must have preached the gospel of healing because the lame man received faith to be healed while listening to Paul's message. Amen? So that's a powerful thing when you preach. Uh, and if you're, you're, sharing, you're preaching the gospel and you can build the faith in people who are standing there to now be healed. It's a beautiful thing that can go on there. This method works. Um, wherever healing is taught, as God's provision for all, faith is always imparted and people are always healed. That's why it's really good for you to have. And listen, you, it, it's powerfully important for you to have scripture verses. I'm, that's why I'm giving you all these verses. So that when you go to somebody, you can talk to them five minutes about healing and build their faith with the scripture verses I'm giving you. Not just with a testimony, but with the word of God. Because remember, the word of God is living and active. So when you bring the word of God to them, it can build their faith. And now you pray for them to be healed and they can be healed. This, 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 um, fa listen, faith cannot fail. Faith cannot fail. But faith cannot be exercised when someone is undecided as to whether or not God will heal them. Faith cannot be exercised when someone is undecided as to whether or not God will heal them. If God will not heal all, then we are forced to consider in every case, I wonder if God wills to heal this one, or is this one of the unfortunate ones whom God wills to remain sick and to suffer? I simply believe this. God can heal. God wants to heal. I have the faith that God can heal me, and I have the faith to pray for people who are sick and believe that they can be healed too. That's why, and I've got to step into this even more. When you preach, if you're going to pray for people who are sick at the end of the service or somewhere in there, you need to build the people's faith. Even if it has nothing to do with, and I'm just talking here now, you preach a sermon on uh, whatever it is, but if you are determined, you know what, I'm going to pray for people to be healed, you can literally come out of that sermon and tell them, I'm going to pray for people who are sick, but let me build your faith first. You can give them a Bible account of someone healed. You can give my story about my daughter who I saw healed of spinal meningitis. And then you can give them scripture verses to back it up. And then you've built their faith. And now you begin to move out and pray for the people to be healed. How could we ever pray the prayer of faith with uncertainty in our minds? You can't. You've got to be determined and certain that God can do this, whatever it is you're asking of him. you got to let it be a settled fact. It's got to be a settled fact. It's God's will to heal you. God wants to heal you. You have a right to healing as well as forgiveness when you believe God can heal you. Again, problem is a lot of people are talked out of this and they now have an uncertainty in their mind. I repeat Exodus 15, 26. God said, I am the Lord who heals you. Him being Jehovah Rapha is not only for his people, Israel, but we're his people grafted into the vine. Him being our healer, our Jehovah Rapha is also 
for our benefit. If God said this, I'm the Lord who hears you, God cannot lie. He meant it. And when God says, what God says is true. So healing is yours. Stand on that by faith. Healing is a part of the gospel and is to be preached throughout the world and to every creature to the end of the world. Look up Mark 16, 15. Look up Matthew chapter 28, verse 20. Being part of the gospel, the divine blessing of physical healing is for you. The divine blessing of physical healing is for me. Third, three, John 3, 1, uh, verse 2 says, Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health as it goes well with your soul. You got health in body and health spiritually. Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health as it goes well with your soul. Philippians 4.19, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. And then we look into Matthew chapter 8 again. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word, healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Isaiah the prophet. I say it again. It's important for you to hear it. He himself took our infirmities, our weaknesses, and bore our sicknesses, which means our diseases, Matthew 8, 16 through 17. I've mentioned that set of verses at least three times in this whole thing. So in closing, healing comes from God. Healing is for me. Healing is for you. Healing is for your family. Healing is for people that you pray for. Build their faith with scripture. Build their faith in the fact that God can heal and then exercise your faith. Build their faith and then exercise your faith and pray for them to be healed. Listen, no scripture condemns the legitimate use of doctors or medical science, but one of the names of God is Jehovah Rapha, and it means the Lord who heals. The Lord who heals. God the Father has the power to heal the whole person, spiritually, physically, emotionally, and mentally. God can heal our whole being. Amen? Save our soul and physically heal us spiritually. Obviously spiritually, he can also heal us physically and emotionally and even mentally. In John 5, 6 through 7, Jesus looked into the heart of a lame man and asked, do you want to get well? Strange question for a man who had been lame for 38 years. Maybe Jesus saw a reluctance there because he was addicted to the attention and charity he received. I don't know. Perhaps his lameness became entwined with his identity. People let that happen too. Sometimes the Lord wants to heal us, but we haven't bothered to ask him. Do you want to get well? Do you want to get well? Do I want to get well? I want to get well. You want to get well. Someone you believing for, for healing, they want to get well. So I close with this. Believe in certainty that God is your healer. Believe in certainty that he wants to touch your life and make you whole. Believe in certainty that God wants to heal your body. I know he wants to heal this thing in me right now. I believe for that. I believe for healing in you. Anyone you've been praying for, believe it, have faith, but do this. When you're going to believe for someone, and if you have a chance to get to them, again, build their faith. Tell them a Bible story of healing. Tell them a, a current, a today story of someone being healed. Again, use my testimony of my daughter. 
It was a bona fide doctor documented healing. Use that. You know, a lot of people got fake healings out there and everybody says everybody gets healed. You don't ever see a really a bona fide type healing. That was a bona fide healing. I know God heals, God can heal. So use that testimony, use that story, and then bring in these scripture verses. And simply, if you need to, break down what I told you into some kind of a five-minute thing and bring that to them and build their faith and then ask them, do you want to be healed? I guarantee you're going to say, absolutely. Can God heal you? Absolutely, he can. You pray for them in Jesus' name and believe that they're going to be healed. Amen. It's almost as simple as that. The fundamental aspect of healing is to believe that God can do it. Believe that God can do it. God still heals today. Amen. I'm going to pray and I'm going to pray for our faith to be built, but I'm also going to pray for healing. And if there's anybody who's watched this, I'm your faith should have been built and now your faith's been built. I'm going to pray for you and your healing. Amen. Would you, would you bow your heads and will you pray with me right now? Father, we just come before you right now in Jesus name. We thank you for for the fact of what your word tells us about your healing ability and power. I pray for anyone who has watched this, who is sick in their body. I pray my faith is built. I believe their faith is built. So God, in Jesus' name, I pray for them right now. No matter what the distance is, we, I pray for them as their faith is built up. Father, I pray for their healing, whatever area of their body it might be. Whatever might be going out in them, I pray they lay hands on themselves wherever that situation is, whatever that infirmity is, and they're going to believe right now that, God, you are healing them even at this very moment because their faith is where it needs to be. There's no uncertainty. There's no doubt. There's no wavering back and forth of, is it true? Is it not? They're not uncertain and certain or uncertain again, but they have concrete faith and certainty, perfect faith, knowing, God, you're, you're touching their body right now and making them whole. Father God, and we stand upon your word that tells us so, and we thank you right now for completed healing, and we stand in agreement on this in Jesus' name, and everybody said together, amen and amen. Well, God bless you. Man, God is a healer. What a way to jump into the second half of 2022 having the faith built in you that you know God can touch your body and make you whole and that you can go to people, build their faith through the word of God. And then as their faith is built, you can pray for them, believe for them, lay your hands on them to be healed and you can see them healed as well. Man, what a powerful word. What an exciting thing to have available to us as men and women of God. Amen. I hope this has been a blessing to you. I hope this has encouraged you. If it is, drop me a line through our website, breadtotalministries.org. Uh, give me any healing testimonies or give me any kind of testimony about what this has done for you. I'd love to hear those things. I'd love to hear have some correspondence in this. So praise God for you. Praise God you listen. Praise God what's happened to you. Praise God what you're going to start doing in your life like never before. God is our healer, mine and yours. Until next time, God bless you. Live all out for Christ. Amen. Amen.